okay, continue the, the talk on Star Wars. It's just, like I said, The Mandalorian set at a good time, but it's like all, all this stuff with the new movies and all this side stuff that's happening, like at times no one really cares about with characters, no one really cares about. Um, I will say like uh, the new animated one they put out a while ago, the, the Bad Batch. Mm -hmm. That one was actually kind of fun because it follows characters from the animated series and it continues a little bit of their stories. So I like the animated series. They, those were good. I think uh, uh, Rebels gets a bad name. I think it was a very solid show. Uh, the Clone Wars is really good. The last season was apparently really great. And uh, Bad Batch wasn't that bad. It shows us like the early days of the Empire and some of the like really horrible shit they started to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I find something like Endor just, I have nothing to connect with. And it's not even a thing about like, oh, there's no Jedi, there's no uh, Skywalkers. It's more like, I know where this all goes. Yeah. You could say the same thing with Kenobi, you know, you already know the end game. You know, you know what's going to happen to him. But still, with that character, you care a bit more about, you know, how we get to that journey. With Andor, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's also a thing like Kenobi also kind of like throws a, a, a wench in things because now Vader and Palpatine specifically know that Kenobi's alive. Hmm. You think they'd be like doing the biggest fucking manhunt to find him, but like they're just like, well, he's alive. Well, I guess he'll turn up eventually. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. It's like it, it's, it really feels like, mil uh, like milking a dead horse, you know? <laughs> Like, uh, at least something like Mandalorian makes sense in the timeline. We do not need a second season of Book of Boba Fett. We didn't need one season of Book of Boba Fett. Oh, oh, God. Oh. Let's be honest. Book of Boba Fett was Mandalorian 2.5. I'm sorry. When you have the real thing coming, you're having, you know, you don't want to go for the imitation. And don't get me wrong. I love the character Boba Fett, but I don't see it was necessary to really do a miniseries like that. I'm thankful that's a miniseries. Yeah, but it's getting a season two. Oh, God. Like, I remember watching it. I'm like, okay, we got like multicolored uh, teenagers with attitude. We got like random people in a random fight. Uh, this show's so boring. We have to go get Mandalorian to show up to spice things up. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, we need to get the sheriff back to spice things up. They, they they basically just took out Boba's teeth. Like, they made him too kid-friendly. And it's like, oh, I'm going to be the Damio. I'm going to be the, the mob boss. But I'm going to rule the heart of gold. Uh, that, at that point, you're just the mayor. What the fuck? You want a Boba Fett that's dangerous. Yeah, like they, they played him too, too soft and like, okay, yeah, his time with the, the Raiders changed him. 
okay, maybe he's uh, the reason why he's taking over is because he wants to find out who killed the Raiders because they saved his life and he feels indebted to them. Or maybe he like, he specifically says like, that's the first time I've ever felt that peace in my life. You know, that, that like if it was more of a revenge story and he's doing all this to like find out what happened, it would have been, I think it would have made a more interesting story. See, this is what happens, folks, when you actually have indie creators, you know, coming up with their own uh, multiple storylines for popular uh, franchises. Yeah. Do you remember that uh, Darth Vader miniseries that somebody made, like a uh, fan series? Yes. I do yeah. remember that. And I think the, the, the thing about it is that Mace Windu is like hunting down Darth Vader and he has like a, bio, a bionic arm now and like it's basically him trying to get back at Vader or try to like also apparently Mace Windu is embracing more of the dark side in order to get the power to defeat them. Yeah. Yeah. It's also showing a little bit of Vader's desires and that he wants to kill the Emperor but he's just not strong enough or he doesn't have the will to do it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's an interesting concept for a miniseries. Yeah. You hear that? Uh, you hear that, Lucasfilm? Yeah. But, you know, he kind of got, they kind of, he kind of showed up Lucasfilm a little bit too much and they, they did a bunch of DMCAs on him or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, like, Star Wars is one of those franchises, like, I really don't know what to expect out of it at this point. Like, I'm I'm totally jonesing for another season of Mandalorian. I'm really curious yeah. to what they were going to do with that Ahsoka series, because, like, you know, Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka, and, you know, she's looking for Admiral Thrawn, so it's literally going to be continuing the storyline from Rebels. And, you know, actually seeing characters from the cartoon done in live action and done well, like the... Like in Mandalorian was really good. So is that yeah, mean we, can, we, can, we can meet Ezra, we can meet Sabine, we can meet the, the ghost crew. Like that'd be really cool. Yeah, I'm totally ready for that. You know, just to see, you know, both these seemingly different worlds come together, you know, and say, yeah, this is part of the same universe. It's just a bigger universe. Exactly. Oh, uh, Star Wars aside, uh, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that's going to be coming out soon. What are some shows or movies that you're looking forward to? Well, uh, I, I, well, I definitely, like I said, looking forward to Black Panther: What Kind of Forever. That's a, that's one of the movies. Uh, a lot of the DC stuff has already been pushed back for a whole year because of the reshoots. Yeah. Oh my god, if we ever do a podcast on Ezra Miller, we're gonna have to like age gate that stuff or something. That is just like oh. insanity on top of insanity on top of cult leaders. It's like what the hell's going on? Oh boy, uh, that's a topic I you know I don't want to cover just yet, you know, because I'm pretty sure this is a, still an ongoing situation. Yeah, it, it's really sad. They canceled Batgirl. And then they keep Flash, which has all this controversy around the main actor. Well, let's let's face facts. It was probably easier, at least in Warner Brothers' um, minds, to cancel a ninety million dollar movie as opposed to a three hundred million dollar movie. That's true. 
The difference though is apparent from what I'm hearing, like Flash tested really well with audiences. So it's like, they're very much like, oh, this is a really hard one not to put out there. Yeah, I I think um, if it, it's just a world with the audiences, I think, I think we're in for a good movie, but I think going forward, they seriously need to recast Flash like immediately. Oh God, yes. Like, I, I don't think I've heard of a situation like this before. It's like, the movie's not even out and it's part of like a, a, a franchise, right? Yeah. I mean, the filming's all done. It's going through shoots, uh, through final editing. It's going to start promoting it soon. But there's so much controversy, uh, controversy around the, the main star that you're like, you know, if this was any other movie, it'd probably get shelved. But yeah. it's a tenfold franchise. It's a big name. It's like, it's one of those, like, you don't know how to feel about it. Like, I remember I felt something similar when I saw Ender's Game in that, uh, yeah. you know, all, all these actors and the people who work on it, it's not their fault that the, 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 the guy who made Ender's Game is a huge homophobe. It's like they put in a lot of work into and acting and time into making this movie. And unfortunately, yes, this is uh, some of this is going to go into the pocket of a not, you know, the best guy on the planet, but it's also paying the salaries and like making the careers of all these other people. Yeah, it really does hurt um hurt not just the film but also the cast and crew that actually worked very hard on this project it's hurting their them personally yeah. you know and financially it's but like, yeah it's like what happened uh, not long ago with uh buffy the vampire slayer and joss whedon yes it's like yeah josh whedon made all this but like are you gonna are, are you gonna let what the shit Joss Whedon did ruin like your enjoyment of Sarah, you know, Salagero playing Buffy or all the other actors, the stories. It becomes this thing where you have to separate the artist from the medium. It's true. It's true. I mean, you can't take away, what was it, the seven years of great television, you know, um, just because the creator did some very shady stuff. Yeah. But I think the difference here is that a lot of those are the creator, the, the person behind the scenes, you know? Yeah, yeah. But with it, Ezra Miller, it's the actor. It's yeah. the, the actor. Mm -hmm. Like, who knows, like, what's going to come out about him in the near future or what other stuff's happened. And then, like, you might have people who have a very, very bad taste in their mouth about Ezra Miller, both metaphorically and literally. And they see him, his face everywhere. Or they see... Uh, all, all that it's 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 like it's like good business i think with if i if i was part of the marketing team of warner brothers i would probably do less of his face on the posters maybe just do a blur you know of the flash running not really get a good look at his face and saying the flash oh yeah no, i think like I, if marketing wise I would not put Ezra Miller's face on anything. More like the suit, the costume, like, and just basically try to have him in the, the outfit as much as possible. Try not to have him in the out, out of outfit as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I unfortunately with the trailers, you know, that they're gonna come. You know, you got no choice in that. Yeah. 
But I think poster wise, I think they should just you know just use just the costume, him in the costume, not really seeing his face, just him running, and you're like, yeah, because I think that would that would sell like hotcakes if you don't have the actor's face on that. Oh yeah. But but I think it was probably smart for them to delay the movie, you know, to see to hopefully some of the controversy would die down. I'm not sure it's going to all die down like they're hoping it, but uh, despite that, I'm still looking forward to seeing the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Between that and also Aquaman 2 with like Amber Heard in it, like it's. Oh, yeah. Man, DC, oh. pick them. Uh, yeah. That's... Yeah. No one knew that that was going to explode that way. You know, nobody knew that. I mean, to be fair, a lot of those tapes of her being abusive came out a long time ago. Yeah. So it's like, it's tricky stuff. It's tricky stuff. But um, awesome, like, brighter stuff that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> this month is a bunch of new shows coming out that I've been really looking forward to. Um, I don't know if you ever watched, uh, if, if you're being on anime at all. I actually am a good at uh, big anime um, fan. All right. So, did you watch Bleach? I did. I did. So, are you aware that they're bringing it back this month to animate the final arc of the manga? Yes, I did. Uh, make I was aware of this. So I am looking forward to that because the uh, Thousand Year Blood War arc was. I have mixed feelings about it, but from what I understand. Shonen Jump was already like rushing it, like just just finish it, just finish it. Like Kubo was yeah. being rushed through the whole thing, and you can tell reading it. So he even said in like interviews, like, oh, they're gonna be adding more fights, they're gonna be adding more interactions, they're gonna be adding maybe some stuff from the light novels. So it's like cool. So we're gonna get the final arc of Bleach, but we also might get it done better than it was in the manga because now, like the the uh, Kubo, I think he's a producer on the anime for this time around. So you can be like, hey, yeah, yeah, this is how I wrote it. And this is all the feedback we got over the last decade. Let's make it good. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be one for one from the manga. Like they can readapt it, they can change some stuff, they can add some stuff, they can better explain some stuff. And I'm really, I'm actually like, it's it's channeling that nostalgia in me, you know, from Bleach. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be exciting uh, to see what they're gonna come up with. It's gonna be very exciting. Did you ever read the, uh, this came out last year. Did you read the the one shot hell arc, uh, the uh, hell chapter from, from Bleach? You know, I actually missed that one. Um, how was it? You should actually read it. Long story short, it was basically supposed to be a one shot anniversary chapter, all right? But reading it, it's more of a uh-huh. pilot for a new arc. Jeez. But here's the thing. It's set in after the epilogue. So really? Yeah, so it's basically it's adult uh, Ichigo, adult uh, Orihime and all that. You know, you have Ichigo's a kid who's a, a, you know, a little Shinigami. You have a Ruki and Renji's kid. And it's held, I think, 10 years after the end of the series. And they're holding wow. an a funeral, an anniversary for the death of the, the captains from uh, the Thousand Year Blood War arc. So they did one for the Captain Commander, they did one for Unahana, and then they were going to do one for Ukitake. 
and like they're doing the ritual and they're doing everything, but then they're attacked by monsters from hell. Okay, I'm picking it up. That's it. And uh, I'm gonna tell you, I'm not gonna tell you any further because I think once you start seeing what the monsters are and their connection to what's going on with this funeral, yeah, trust me, a lot of people were like booming, like, oh my god, this is such an interesting concept for an arc because apparently uh, Kubo had all these ideas for hell that he never got to use. And um, even in the movies where they actually do go to hell, uh, apparently Tita Kubo had all these notes he gave the production staff like, okay, this is my vision of hell. This is what it's supposed to be like. And they used none of it. Uh, typical. Yeah. Typical. So now he's like, you know what? I'm going to do what I always wanted to do with the hell arc. And he's like, oh, Kubo, why don't you make us an anniversary chapter for Bleach? You know, something after the epilogue. <laughs> yes, I will do that. And he basically makes a, uh, basically a pilot episode for a whole new show. And it's, it's really good because I, I read it not too long ago because I was getting back into Bleach. I was learning about the, the new series coming out. So I was like, just like, you know, revisiting some old theory videos and all that. And I stumbled upon it. And it's honestly, it's really good. I liked it. it it's also nice seeing where everybody is. Like, there's this one thing at the beginning of the chapter where Rukia is commenting on, like, uh, mm -hmm. uh, or on Ichigo saying, like, oh, you left your wife at home to do all the chores. That's really not that good of you, Ichigo. That's like pauses with these kinds of problems. Like, where they all even learn words like that, Rukia? Like, oh, we just got TV in the Soul Society. <laughs> Apparently, like, uh, Urahara, like, he, uh, he's basically adapting a lot of uh, technology from Earth and adapting it to work in the Soul Society. Mm -hmm. So now Soul Society actually has TV. And, like, all the Jinigami are just watching, like, actual television now. And it's just, like, they're... they're they're learning through sitcoms and pop culture. It's hilarious. Okay. But yeah, it's a very uh, interesting chapter. I really enjoyed it, and it got like me pumped up for more Bleach. So I'm really hoping that the new series is going to do well, because if it does well, that means they're going to be like, hey, we have all these light novels we never adapted. Let's adapt those hey, we have like all this interest in the hell arc. Let's put money into that. Hey, Kubo, just start. Just do it at your own pace. Put it out at your own pace. Just give us more bleach. Because, man, that shit was gangbusters like uh, a good 15, 20 years ago, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, like it was one of the big three anime coming out at the time. So it's really nice to see it coming back. Oh, okay, no. so I had to check. I, I had to check this out, though. I had to check this out. All right. Good. The other two things I'm really excited coming about uh, this month. Maybe one's in November. I need to double check. But um, did you watch uh, Inside Job on Netflix? I did. Uh, it's insane. It's messed up. It's it's like you know just watching Rick and Morty meeting Archer. You know, it, it's that type of sick, twisted humor, and it's hilarious. Uh, Christian Slayer, my God. Uh, 
yeah. quite the uh, scene steal right? every time his character comes on. Yeah, season two should be starting this month. I had to rewatch the trailer for that because uh, I know some crazy stuff is supposed to happen mm -hmm. uh, this upcoming season. Uh, that's going to blow everybody's minds, but I just have to familiarize myself with that. Yeah. The other thing that's coming out this month, I don't know if this is the kind of show you enjoy, but they're putting out season four of The Dragon Prince, finally. I actually have not seen that. Yeah, it's a really good show. It's, um, it's made by the same people who made Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever watched that. I did watch that. I did watch that. Yeah. So it's made by the same group of people. And you can even, even like the guy who voiced Sokka voices one of the main characters in this. There's, I remember there was an episode where he like finds a boomerang and he's like, boomerang. Like <laughs> he's channeling a past life. But uh, no, honestly, uh, it's a really solid show. It has a very good high fantasy. So like, especially if you, you like stuff like D&D, &D, you like stuff like dragons, elves, it's really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, so far, there's like three seasons are out. And it's the first three seasons are the first arc. Like okay. they, it's a complete story, more or less, but they leave some stuff open. Season four is the beginning of a new arc after like a certain, uh, certain year's time skip. Okay. And uh, I was actually worried that the show's going to be canceled because I remember like Netflix canceled a shit ton of stuff. But because like, I believe the company is its own thing. They just air it on Netflix. They continued making it. Yeah. Well, it, it's still going to be interesting for fans of that uh, to see that and see what happens. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be lots of fun there. Oh, and just to finish up some other stuff that just finished airing. Um, do you watch Archer? Oh, I did. I certainly did. Oh, boy. It, it, this was an interesting season. Yeah, it's a huge adjustment from, uh, obviously, Mallory Archer, you know, retiring because of the, 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 voice, the original voice actress passed away. Um, it was a nice touch, especially the last the last scene of the last season where she and her husband, you know, are just looking off in the sunset. I'm like, that's nice. Yeah. Then we get to this season and then the crazy just starts. To add to that scene, the person who played her husband in the show was her husband in real life. Yeah. He had also recently passed not long ago. Yeah. So... Basically, that scene is like they're both both the actors who played these two characters are dead, and they're being reunited in the show. Like they're together. It's just when you know the context of that scene, it's very beautiful. It, it is. It, it's very touching. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Archer is you know somewhat grown a bit since uh, last season. I say that a bit because I'm saying he's not really changed that much, but. I think emotionally he's just at a just really much trying to say, okay, he's in a fork in the road. Do I go this direction or do I go in the other direction? Because if you remember the episode, I think uh, this was like maybe episode three where he's actually seeing a therapist. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that was the before last episode, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're like, aren't you seeing, seeing a therapist? Oh, yeah. What universe has that ever happened? 
weirdest stuff has happened. Oh, except yeah, I slept I, with almost all the women at the, the office for some reason. <laughs> yeah, so he's clearly, uh, Archer's clearly is like contemplating leaving, you know, this sort of lifestyle. I'm like, is this going to be a callback to later in the season? Yeah. Because I know they, they kind of could put a kibosh on it in that, the end of the episode, but maybe. Yeah. Did you watch the last episode? I did. Uh, the the bank job, everything goes wrong, and then we find out that Pam is actually in a relationship. Yeah. Well, no, a polyamorous primary. Yeah. But yeah. I believe uh, what it was... Um... I find interesting is like they de they're definitely setting up the next season because everything that they've been doing this season for IA has been to blackmail this progressive country into like reverting its old ways and they realize they're responsible for all this. Yeah, so I think uh, somehow yeah, that's going to be leaked out to obviously the that country's president like okay, Go after this agency, guys. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Like, are they going to try to start cleaning up their mess? What's going on? So I am uh, definitely looking forward to this stuff. Yeah. Fabian is really an interesting character, you know, because I think at the beginning of the season, you knew he was going to pull some shady stuff. You just knew it. And then just to find out what happened in the last episode, this past episode, you're like, okay, I can see what his game plan is here. And he's setting up our team to take the fall for it. So it's going to be interesting to see how our heroes get out of this mess that they helped start on without knowing it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's always nice to see Archer come back, but then, like, you only have it for a few a few weeks, then it's gone for like two years. Yeah, because they had to come up with stories. They had to come up with you know animation budgets. Damn it! Yeah, at least it's not like Venture Brothers, man. That took forever between seasons. Ugh. But apparently, I really hope it's still happening. Like the announcer making movies for Venture Brothers, Metalocalypse, and another show to finish off those series series uh, respectfully. Hmm. Which I am definitely looking forward to. I love a good Metalocalypse. Oh, another comic book related show that I've been really enjoying. Stargirl is back. Ah, yes. Uh, have you been watching the new season? I've actually been uh, taping them. I haven't seen the new, much of the new season, but I'm hearing very good glowing things about it. I don't know what it is about Stargirl, but that show just hits it out of the water, or out of the park. It's I find it really fun. Well, because I think because they probably learned the lesson with some of the other shows that they have done and say, okay, this is what we can't do for the series. Yeah, just make sure you don't go full CW on it. Yeah, leave a little, you know, mystery in there. You know, add a bit more, more comic book uh, details in there instead of this cw drama oh my god yeah because i got so fed up of the flash I'm, I'm gonna watch the last season just to see how it ends but at this point i'm like it checked out like 
five seasons ago. Yeah. I, I find like it's just been so repetitive with everything that's been going on the flash, but like, yeah, I think I'm the next season for God's sakes better be the last season because they are really beating a dead horse with that one. Well, it is the last season because they actually cut their uh, season order, uh, episode order down to 13 episodes. Oh, so, thank God. You know, you know, it's coming to the end. Yeah. Cause I believe that's one of the only DC, DC shows that's coming back this year, aside from Stargirl, uh, because yeah. uh, all the other ones got canceled. Uh, Batgirl got canceled. Arrow's been canceled for a while. Um, I loved Arrow. Uh, Black Lightning, uh, was that one canceled? Yeah, that one was canceled. I think that was after, what, four seasons, maybe? Yeah. Legends I enjoy- got canceled. Yeah, I enjoyed Black Lightning. I really enjoyed it. I need to like sit down and marathon it at some point, but I was very sad that Legends of Tomorrow got canceled because they just, just brought in Booster Gold. Yes, and it ended on a cliffhanger. Because they didn't know they were going to get canceled. Like, they thought, like, it was a sure thing. You know, I wouldn't be surprised at some point, you know, and I know HBO Max is still cutting shows left and right. I'm hoping maybe somebody will, like, can we please just get just maybe a tea, a movie from you guys just to end, this, end the series on a more positive note? Yeah. But I don't think it's going to happen. I got to look into Doom Patrol. Like, did they cancel Doom Patrol, or that's supposed to be... They back? did not cancel Doom Patrol. That's coming back. All right, good, good. That was actually close to cancellation, as well as Titans, but that's coming back as well. You know, I never... I watched the first season of Titans, but I just couldn't fully get into it. Well, it's just one of those things you're like, okay, this is more more of the Titans that, you know, we, we're used to seeing a certain version of the characters, you know? Yeah. Whether you go up with the comic book or the animated series, the good one, not Teen Titans Go, not that crap. I know you've had, I know you you guys like actually like that show, but it's not the same. All I gotta say about Teen Titans Go is that it's made for kids. It apparently does really well with kids, so good on them, you know. Yeah. So it, it hits their target audience. It's it, Teen Titans Go is not really made for me and you. No, no, it's not. And, and I think that sometimes as, you know, people who grew up on cartoons, people who grew up on uh, comic books and all that, sometimes we have to just accept that some of these things that are being made are not being made with us as the target demographic. Oh, trust me. I, I, I gave up on, I've already accepted that. Yeah. But I think some people have a very difficult time accepting that and just like, you know, learning just to sit back and enjoy what they're watching. It's like, you know, um, I still really much enjoy Disney cartoons. You know, you've heard me talk all about that kind of stuff. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I remember your talk about DuckTales. Oh, yeah, that was a good show. Yes, it was. They also made, uh, what was it there? I'm also looking forward to later in October. They're putting, um, they had a show called The Owl House I was running on um, on Disney recently. Mm-hmm. Really good show. Really stupid decision to axe the third season into instead of being a full season, they axed it into three 45 minute specials. Uh, so instead of being 26 episodes, it's the equivalent of like six or seven episodes. Not a smart move, not a smart move, no, really not. But on the bright side, that kind of goes back to our argument earlier maybe sometimes having less is more because. 
you know, when you have a smaller time frame and a more like, okay, what can we tell? How can we tell it? We have to make sure we're using every second to the best of our abilities. So when you put those limitations, sometimes you get more creativity, you get more cool. This would look really good here. Yeah, this is pretty much going back to our discussion with Orville, you know, mm -hmm. whether the move of going from Fox to Hulu was a smart one. And I think you and I were both agreement. Yeah. If you do know what the time limit is, you can be a bit more creative. Exactly. Yeah. But oh, speaking of which, before we finish up like uh, today's episode, like what do you think of the ending of the Orville? It definitely felt like a um, end of series type of, uh, you know, ending. Maybe they may get picked up for season four, maybe not. But it looked like we got a lot of closure for a lot of the characters. And I thought that the wedding between Isaac and Claire was very touching. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think it had a good ending. It was a lot of fun. The whole, like, the whole side, uh, not side, the whole... Um, were they called Cylon? No, no. No, uh, no. no. I, I, I forget. I forget. I don't rewatch the, 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 the whole Kalon thing. Showing up for the wedding was hilarious. Like that was super really awkward. Weird. Yeah, but yeah. that was that's so in line with the comedy of the show. I loved it. And that Absolutely. was really well done. And like, I really hope it gets picked up for another season. Hopefully, they'll have a bit more comedy like you know i really do enjoy my star trek speaking of which tell me you watched this week's episode of lower decks i loved it i loved every minute of it, it was I, basically I was... a ds9 episode and you know something i'm actually gonna uh, say hey i want a ds9 animated series yeah. in this style like that entire episode like with everything that happened like the, the station going down uh, Quark uh, up to no good and like the resolution at the end everything about that episode like if you told me they brought in some writers from DS9 to write this episode I would believe you like the entire structure of the episode was so DS9 and I loved it and not to mention the attention to the detail of the sets I mean my god Morn was there yeah no, that it, was... it, 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 yeah it got you very excited and you're like Please give us a DS9 animated series. Please give us a DS9 animated series. You know, I will say this though. Mm -hmm. I remember when Lower Decks first came out, all like the uh, fandom menace people, they were all like ready to trash it and tear it apart. There's all these uh, videos coming out about how horrible Lower Decks is and how people just don't get it. And like, then you talk to actual fans and people are loving Lower Decks. Yeah, because not only are they being respectful, obviously, to Gene Roddenberry's original vision, they're making fun of it at the same time, which is perfectly fine with for me because I'm like, yeah, there is some questionable stuff in Star Trek that I'm like you can't help but make fun of. Oh, yeah, I know, definitely. It's just they know what they're doing. Like Lower Deck is written by fans for fans. It's funny, it's good. Uh, like they poke fun at the movies. It's it's great stuff. And I noticed that all those fandom menace people they stop talking about Lower Decks altogether, or at the very least, it's not showing up in my feeds when they do. Yeah, and here's an interesting thing. Because the, 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 the writers are actually making fun of some of the Star Trek movies, it's actually making fans re-watch the movies. Mm -hmm. 
I'm just waiting for like Cisco to goddamn show up in this show. I'm hoping it does happen, but I'm told that we're actually getting a Strange New Worlds crossover happening in the season. It. Yeah. It, it would make sense. They would just like time travel. It's Star Trek. It's it, it's part for the course. Exactly. And I think there's also rumors going around that um, Cisco might show up in, a, in the new season of Picard. That I had to wait and see. I'm I'm excited that we're seeing that's coming out just be, just to see the original crew coming in, the next generation crew. But I'm hoping to God that the storyline that they have for season three is a really, really, really good one with no flaws. But yeah. we'll see. Well, remember what I told you about season two is that I literally watched the first episode and the last episode, and that's all I needed. Yeah. Like everything that happens in between is just fluff because time going into the past rewriting timeline it's like okay <laughs> q's dead apparently uh, <laughs> but you know it also kind of makes sense because you know cisco is basically a god now so him yeah, just like popping up every so often would be fairly interesting and it kind of adds a capstone to picard's story as well because remember they had that um that awkwardness between them, Picard and Cisco. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it was never resolved. It's like you know, Picard, uh, Cisco always like gave shit to Picard, and rightfully so. Like he's like, I don't like you, dude. You, you, your mess ups really messed up my world, and I'm not forgiving you, but I'm accepting this job. So, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think this is a good time to end. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, as always, you can check out uh, our comic books on uh, Sierra Nova Comics, which is a platform Absolutely. filled to the brink with various indie comics. Depending on where you're, when you're watching this, I believe they're launching their Kickstarter for uh, Sierra Chronicles 2, a Hor Horror Chronicles 2. And uh, Chronicles of Horror, yeah. Thank you, Chronicles of Horror 2. And they just put out a new book uh, or just uh, successfully finished their Kickstarter for Mittens, which I need to write a review for today. <laughs> well, uh, once again, I am Ian Miller from Triple Threat Comics. Peter, uh, Peter Drugos from uh, Medallion Comics. So thank you for listening to our marvelous five to six viewers, fingers crossed. <laughs> and uh, have a great day and uh, an excellent spooky season. Bye, folks. Bye.